0: Live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A
1: new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. We're
2: excited about tonight. And again, thank you to thank you to Dijon Jernigan who was on our half hour, six thirty to seven o'clock. An author of When the Cheers Stop, we got to get him back um, to discuss more for sure. But tonight, professional experts, and we have um, with us uh, Jay Hayes and Will Lewis and Ricky Porter and uh, there's one more, and I'm sorry that I've forgotten. Um, but we we have a great show tonight. Welcome in my co-host Duck Riley. How are you, sir?
1: Hey Princess, I'm still stuck on I'm still trying to get somebody to cheer for me.
2: Duck ain't nobody cheer for you. And quit leaving notes no. around the house. They just they're just appeasing you. Duck I mean, seriously, um you play football I don't know in the forties and fifties. At this point no one even remembers the legacy, so just uh just rest, okay? Try to heal that foot. How about that?
1: Princess,
2: you you lucky I'm not
1: tested <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what you lucky I'm not sensitive because you said again and what team did he play for Tim Moore what team did he play for <laughs> you just can't leave well enough alone and I actually remember Tim He's he um, played high school football at Lake City Florida um, and, and, I, and I got a chance to see him in high school everybody was recruiting him and he committed to Florida State. So then after that I lost interest. But um even back then and <laughs> I was petty. So let's get the guys in here who all have shown um are in the system right now. Will Lewis, how are you, Seth?
3: Doing good, man. Good to uh good to be with you guys on this Thanksgiving weekend coming up.
2: It is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Duck, are you cooking? Will Lewis, are you cooking? Anybody cooking, or are you just waiting to see what gets done? Hey, uh, just waiting to see what gets
1: fried, done. Fried turkey, fried turkey.
2: Okay, okay, all right, all right. Jay Hayes, how are you, sir? Are you cooking?
4: Uh, you know, Princess, not this year. Usually I do, but not this year.
2: Okay. All right. All right. And man, after my own heart, the fact that you have cooked Thanksgiving is pretty cool. Maybe I need to leave notes around the house and, and say, Rev, I'm, I'm waiting on Thanksgiving dinner. Tim Moore, how are you, sir?
0: I'm doing fine, Princess, and I'm eating um, on Thursday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've already gotten in your allotment for FSU for tonight, okay? <laughs> Don't follow up, Doug. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> All right. Duck and Tim, that's we we. this is who we have in the system. I'll let you know. I'll play some music when Ricky Porter gets in.
4: <laughs> oh man.
2: Okay.
1: I I wanna start out with my man Jay Hayes. What you got for
4: us? Got a little open mic going, Jay. What you got? Well, I saw today that the Colts wave Shaquille Leonard, I guess he used to go by a different name, but I'm like, what I know he was hurt earlier in the year, but what the heck is going on with that? I that, that just blew me away. I mean, I know the Colts are up and down and all that, but uh I I just don't understand why you get rid of a three-time pro bowler and he's only 28 years old, you know? That just that and that just goes to show you all these guys that uh are in their feelings about stuff. Uh you never know when the, when the Grim Grim Reaper is going to come. And uh, uh will will has been in that position. Uh but I you know I I don't get that one, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh that's a bad look for
3: for Indy. Um you and and I guess he is coming off of a surgery uh, and missed some time in all season and then he wasn't playing as much as he would have liked to have been playing this year, and they haven't been doing well, um, so I think he voiced his opinion. Um, but you know how guys get sensitive uh, when your team is losing, and I think that this is just kind of a, a knee-jerk reaction by by their uh, by their front office people, man, because he's been a quality player and a and a Pro Bowler and, and everything else. So I think it's a bad look.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, well, what you
3: what you got, forward for open mic? What's going on? Um, I mean, nothing uh, too interesting. You know, I mean, a little bit of uh, uh, firings taking place. Uh, obviously, the Steelers let Canada go. Um, the uh, Baber up in Syracuse uh, was fired as well.
0: Um, oh, wow. Two things I thought. Yeah, go ahead. No, I didn't know Babers had getting fired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep.
3: yeah, yeah, To the Babers. Um, two things that uh, were kind of interesting is um, in baseball. Uh, I guess they kind of publicize what everybody's share is. You know, like if you go to the World Series, you win the World Series. Each individual player makes about 500k. Uh, each losing player makes about 325k. So that's a little better than uh, most situations as far as your share uh, when you make it to the uh, to the championship games. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, and then finally, the last thing I got was for um, you know Dabo Sweeney has kind of been in, in my doghouse because I just thought he, he said some crazy things, um, you know about his players and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but now I, I kind of like Dabo again because uh, one, of the, uh, one of the one of the one of the uh, reported had reported that Donald Trump was going to be attending uh, the game this week, uh, Clemson versus South Carolina, and uh, Dabo's response was. He's not really concerned about who's coming to the game. He's more concerned about who's playing the game unless the uh, coach from the opposing team is going to put Trump in and let him throw a halfback pass.
4: <laughs>
3: so, so, so he's out the doghouse
1: now. Exactly. That joke is still in the doghouse. He's still a Trumpster. But anyway, all
0: right, uh, Tim, open mic. Yeah, Doug, There's a few things on my mind. I won't uh, go back to what I was concerned about last night. I, I talked a little bit about the Jordan Travis tackle, and uh, and I think I mentioned you know several months ago that I was concerned about the way that people were tackling, uh, similar to what happened there. I, I, I mentioned uh, I think I think it's very similar to what happened to uh, the dislocated hip when uh, Bo Jackson was tackled. Um, And it's just a dangerous way of tackling, but I won't go too far into that. A little bit concerned about watching Colorado after uh, all of the bravado and um, everything. Uh, I didn't jump on the bandwagon, just for the record. Uh, I think you all know that. Um, But I watched them this past week, and they don't look like the same team. Um, It looks like some of their players, some of the ones who were making a lot of noise earlier in the season, are, are tapping out. And I'm concerned uh, about that particular situation uh, because I, I I don't want Dion to fail, even though I didn't expect some of the things that some of the other people did. Um, I was just really concerned with what I saw the other night from their effort. Um, uh, I, I remember several years ago, you know, they they are doing better than what they did last year. And I remember several years ago when the Dallas Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson, came in. I think they won one game the first year he was there, and three in the second year, and then the third year they won the Super Bowl or went to the playoffs and went to the you know uh, and then won the Super Bowl. But the difference was they were not getting uh, beat forty-two nothing at halftime. They they lost a bunch of close ball games, and I remember my high school buddy saying at that time, you know, you better get them now uh, because Johnson's a winner. Uh, What I'm seeing out of Colorado is really concerning me because they're getting boat raced every week now, and that's not good. Uh, The last thing I'll mention, and I'll do this quickly, uh, this past Saturday would have been the 60th birthday of a guy that I think uh, a lot of people may not know. uh, A lot of other people may have forgotten uh, in the game of basketball, and that's a Lynn Bias, Uh, one of the greatest college basketball players I've ever seen and I think would have ended up being one of the great NBA players of all time. The uh, Boston Celtics had actually uh, picked him, number one, to be the heir apparent to Larry Bird, and he died. Uh, I just think uh, his talent, his uh, potential, and the tragedy of his death uh, bears uh, being remembered because it was just a, a terrible waste. Uh, what happened to this young man who made uh, a terrible mistake the night of his draft and uh, ended up losing his life behind uh, some substance abuse. Great, great talent. But I think he would have been one of the great ball players of all time. Okay. Uh, Precious,
2: open mic. Um, a couple things. The, the first one is that Harbaugh has announced that he's no longer um, filing any grievance against the decision to suspend him and um, the big ten is moving forward with his um, suspension um, in agreement that they won't uh, continue the investigation they'll stop right there he'll accept the the, the suspension and they won't investigate and, and reveal any more details how appropriate is that um, and then the last thing is angel Reese um, lSU her second game um not being being on the sidelines or on the bench for the lSU tigers um the most that they will say um, or Kim Mulkey, is that she is more than problematic in the locker room and I think that that has to or my assumption is that some of this has to deal with you getting three point six million almost four million in salary this year in your nil deal. Um, I I don't know if you don't you probably think that you're more than the locker room. When probably the locker room is what got you. The performance on the court in the locker room is what got you the NIL. Um, I hope yep. the young lady learns and and comes back down to earth, um, for sure. She averaged almost twenty four points a game and fifteen rebounds last year for the entire season. That's pretty good. But um she's hard to deal with they said in the locker room.
1: Okay, Chrissy, let me let me stay right with you. Let's let's talk about your top five uh, this this week.
2: Well, as you guys know, I didn't get to see a whole whole lot of college football, but um, this this past week. But I, I'm going to stick with Georgia um, at, at number one, or put them at number one because I've been waffling on that all season. Um, and Ohio State at two, Michigan at three. Um and I'm interested to see what happens cuz this is the weekend that they play and um I'm not going to move Florida State down um Who? from 4 <laughs> Cut his mic off. I, I don't I, I really have had enough. Just my, you know I missed all the last night. And you still <laughs> Okay, I'm going to leave you alone. Um because it's Florida Florida State weekend. And I'm feeling for my Gators. Washington, though, I did get get to see a little bit of that game, and they really had to play out of some toughness right there in, in to win that game. So, um, Washington at number five. So, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. Sorry, I took so long. I, Tim interrupted me. What,
0: what, what you got for us, Tim? Um, you know, like I said last night, I'm I of the uh, uh, mantra of the great Ric Flair in his prime where he said to be the man you got to beat the man so until Georgia gets beat they're number one um, I've got Michigan at number two uh, even though Jordan Travis was a main cog in the Florida State machine and I thought they uh, quite actually um, are getting short shrift with the schedule they play uh, I think they have the best resume uh, even though people claim Ohio State does, uh, of any of the teams. But without him, I move them down to number three, and we'll see what the backup quarterback does. They've got a lot of talent other than him on that football team, not just uh, skilled guys at the wide receiver, but they've got some big guys that are in there moving people out of, uh, off the ball. Uh, so then the number three, uh, Ohio State at number four, and this thing is going to uh, play itself out between them and Michigan. I think that's an elimination game this Saturday in the Big Ten and then Washington at number five.
2: Doug, okay. and gentlemen, can I ask this? Can I, Doug, can I say go this? If, is it, if it's an elimination game for Michigan and Ohio State, is it an elimination game for Georgia and Alabama? I think so. Okay. Sorry, Doug.
1: No, no, I, I was waiting on Jay and Will to respond to that, too.
2: Yeah. Jay Do
1: yep.
4: you yep. want me to go? Yeah, um, I mean, this, these next two weeks, right, uh, two or three weeks, whatever, uh, with the championship games and all that stuff going on, uh, of course, Ohio State, Michigan, whoever wins that is in and whoever loses is out. Unless of course the, the winner of that game, uh, loses the big 10 championship game to, uh, I think Iowa, right? I think Iowa's in, yeah. in, in that. That. So All this is, is up in the air, uh, but I agree, you know, Georgia's still number one. Um, you know, it's, you know, sixes as to who's two and three between Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, Ohio State probably gets the nod because Harbaugh's not on the sideline, but um, you know i I just can't tell um who's going to win that game I, I I've not been a fan of Ohio State all year because uh, I just don't think the quarterback's very good but um you know uh and then Washington played well last week, but they have to play university or Washington State University uh this week another tough intersectional game. And then Florida state has got to play Florida without their quarterback. So, um, and I know Florida's quarterback is hurt, but, uh, again, you know, it's a rivalry game and you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, this, this whole week could turn the polls upside down. And, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the games, but man, uh, How it's going to turn out? Who knows? Some of these one-loss teams—Oregon, Alabama, Texas, Louisville—are just sitting there waiting for their chance, you know, to jump up. So, so we'll see.
1: Okay. Uh, She also asked a question about Alabama and Georgia. Uh,
4: Jay. Yeah, I mean um, that.
2: Is one of those eliminated?
4: Georgia still has to play Georgia Tech, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, not that Georgia Tech will most likely have a chance to beat them, but, um, you know, there's still a couple games that Georgia has to win yet. I, I I like their team. I think, you know, they're very good. Uh, all the way around, their quarterbacks good. They have good receivers. They have great defense. Um, you know, I I don't see them losing necessarily unless it's to Alabama in the the SEC championship game.
3: Okay, uh, Will. Yeah, I see. I see it pretty similar to that. Um, I mean, I start out with Georgia being number one. Um, still, Michigan at number two, Ohio State at number three, uh, FSU at number four, and uh, Washington at number five. Um, But I think because you're going to have all the crossover, you're going to have guys playing um, the elimination game here. I think the question is going to be, does the guy who's ranked at one, two, or three, if they lose, how far do they fall opposed to the team that's ranked at six, seven, and eight, and they win, how much do they climb? You know what I mean? So those, those, those one-loss teams, um, you know, somebody else going to be one-loss that's in the top five. You know, do they fall out of the top five? And then the other one-loss teams like Alabama, Oregon, you know, they continue to win. Do they now jump into it? So I think that's going to be the, the controversial discussion on who's dropping out with one loss uh, and then who's dropping in uh, with, uh, with one loss. So remains to be seen. But all we can do is, you know, let it play out. You know, what I mean, that's
0: that's why they play the game. So we'll see from there. And you, you know, it's interesting. Jay Hayes brought up something that that uh, a buddy of mine mentioned to me yesterday. What happens if Iowa wins the Big Ten um, championship game and Louisville wins the ACC championship game?
1: Yeah, yeah. they'll be congrat. They'll be just congratulated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how far can they climb? I think that's the question. And who's voting on the climb?
4: <laughs> they won't get in, <laughs> right? Because it's still only four teams, right? I mean, you know, it's We're right. still a year away from uh, from know, the twelve either, yeah. you know, teams or whatever the heck it's going to be. Yep.
3: Okay, stay right with you, Will. UNC and Clemson. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting, uh, you know, big things. I think from Drake May. I think he's been uh, pretty stellar all, you know, all year long. Um, you know, wrapped there with the rest of the quarterbacks. And I just think this is a, a heck of a class of quarterbacks in the uh, NCAA period. But I, you know, I was uh, kind of expecting him to uh, dominate a little bit more. Um, but Clemson did what they uh, what they need to do. The, the running back Will Shipley um, carried the load, handled the, uh, you know, I mean, handled the offense for. Um, for Clemson. Uh and then it was a great play by the uh, the cornerback to, to get the strip early in the game. You know I mean when it looked like uh, uh UNC was gonna score a little bit later on. So uh think Clemson um plays played well enough to, to win against a good team. Okay. Jay
4: Yes. U N C and Clemson. I you know, I think Clemson's been hot lately. Um, I if I was going to bet, you know, because both of them uh, have struggled at different times during this year, I think Clemson's on the rise and UNC's kind of on the fall. So I, I'm going to pick Clemson.
1: Well, you know they played over the weekend.
4: Oh, you're saying well, they
1: did? Yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we're discussing the game from Saturday. Okay. Yeah, you're right, and, Clemson won.
4: Clemson won, right? Yeah. 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 They would. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I just, I saw that coming, you know, (laughs) because uh, North Carolina, they had been struggling the last couple weeks. They've lost, you know, they, they, I think they lost to Virginia, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Which they did. Which is. You know, uh, you know Virginia has struggled all year. Um, so I, you know, I just thought that uh, Clemson they, they had been playing better and uh, doing the things they needed to do. Um, to you know, like like Gabo said, you know, put your money on us. So uh, they they kind of put their money where their mouth was. Okay,
1: uh, Princess, UNC Clemson.
2: You know, even though UNC didn't look good against Virginia, I was surprised at um, how well Clemson looked. And um, I think Davo said a couple weeks ago, if we were stocks, you better buy us, you know, now um, at the low because, you know, we're going to get better. And and they have, they've accepted the challenge that he's given given them in that locker room. Um, And UNC always starts, you know, very well in five and oh six and oh seven and oh, and then you know somewhere down the road though um they don't seem to do to do do as well um, but Clemson is now on a streak, and um I think they're heading into Thanksgiving weekend to play um the South Carolina Gamecocks, and that's always an interesting one
0: okay
1: uh tim uh u s c Clemson.
0: It was actually a pretty good ball game for most of the game. Uh, Clemson pulled away late, um, and um, the game was much closer than the score was. Um, North Carolina is probably uh, maybe a year or two away. Uh, Matt, Brown, Matt Brown is a tremendous recruiter, going to have talent there. He's, you're starting to see it now, but they're not ready for all of those five stars that Clemson's been bringing in for the past four or five years.
1: Okay, uh stand right with you. Uh let's talk about Oregon State Washington.
0: Uh good ball game. Really good ball game. Um I'm impressed with Washington in ball games like this because they were in a hostile environment, they were in bad weather. Uh, they were challenged by Oregon State and they, uh, they 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 were clutch. So uh yeah, I was impressed with that. Good ball game.
1: Okay, uh will Oregon State
0: Washington.
3: Yeah. I mean, and, and when we talked about this game and when we, were, when we were picking them, you know, you just talked about going down there and playing in Corvallis. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it's just kind of one of those gloomy places anyway to play in the first place. But when you add all that rain and everything else that came, that kind of came with it, it was just one of those nasty games where it's, you just kind of want to get in and, and, and get it over with if you could. Uh, not to take anything away from Oregon State because uh, they're, they're, a, they're a good football team this year, but Washington, I think, is a, is a better team. Um, and, and once again, I think they proved by overcoming you know, adversity and the mess and all that kind of stuff that they're a, they're a championship-caliber team. Um, now, Penix did a nice job. He made big plays uh, late in the game when they had to. Um, and, they, and they just kind of took over and, and, and won the game. Um, but that's such a nasty, you know, rainy, dumpy place to go play, and you know the elements can can be a factor. But uh, but Washington overcame it, so good for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, Prince. I don't know if you got to see it, but uh, yeah, Will brought up something interesting. I mean, that was that was a rough looking game, the weather wise. So your thoughts?
2: Yeah, you know what? And and I was worried. I got I got a chance to see that. I was worried that that Washington was going to lose that game. Um, and and Oregon State was not going away. So no, yeah. Um, so but they won, and Penix in the end um, uh, did enough for them because I think it was the third quarter, and they were three and out consecutively for a little bit there. Um, and and by the way, uh, Washington has jumped FSU in the in the college football playoffs. So Washington is at number four, FSU at five.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, thanks. Look, uh, you're keeping up with it. I appreciate that, president. All right, Jay Hayes, what you got
4: for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Uh a uh, heck of a game. Uh, surprisingly, Washington didn't score any points in the second half of that game and still mm-hmm. was able to, win. Uh, they were, you know, in control of the game. Uh, kind of, they, they almost shot themselves in the foot when the guy intercepted the pass and then dropped it at the two yard line before he got in. I hadn't seen anyone do that in 20 years, but uh um, or, I mean, talk about a bonehead play, um, but they were they were able to get a safety off that. But uh, you know, I, I was surprised, uh, you know, that uh, Oregon State gave them, you know, just played so well and and then came up short. But it, I thought it was a heck of a ball game, and uh, you know, Pinnock's made plays at the end to salted away but uh you know oregon state gave them everything they wanted and, th- and now they have another one coming up this week against washington state going to be another dogfight um, and i i don't think they're going to have nice weather uh, at home at least it's at home for them so uh, it'll be interesting
1: okay i want to stay right with you uh jay because uh of course you know guys i picked arizona over utah your thoughts on the Utah <laughs> Arizona game? Just yeah. in case you you guys were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. Doug. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> so Jay, what's your what's your thoughts on that game? You know, I I was just happy that Arizona pulled it out. You know, I some of us are good friends with Ricky Hundley, who's uh, on the staff at Arizona, and uh, <laughs> you know I. I wish, Really happy that uh, they're they're able to. Uh, I think they have eight wins now, and uh, are doing pretty well. So um, you know, I I was real pleased just to uh, see them come up on top, and they they really have their foot on the gas right now. So they're eight and three, and uh, coming into their next game. And Utah's kind of fading, uh, you know, with all the injuries Utah's had all year. Um, I can see why, you know that quarterback they have that has played all year. I just saw he's coming back for his seventh year, so, um, uh, you know, which will make him about twenty nine or something. Like he went, he went, on, he got redshirt <laughs> admission and, and redshirted and all that stuff. So he's he's doing it all. Seven. <laughs> uh, uh
1: Tim, what you got for us?
0: I was stunned. I was stunned, Doc. Uh, I, I mean, that's just um, – I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, Arizona's doing something down there, and uh, I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on them for the next couple of years. Okay. Uh, Will?
3: Yeah. Arizona. I mean, there's a little bit of a surprise that they beat them the way they beat them. Um, Arizona yeah. kind of spread out Utah and jumped on them pretty quick. And, uh, and had him down uh, early in the process. Uh, the head coach down there, Jed Fish, is a little bit of a uh, offensive guru, um, so he does a nice job of uh, of picking defenses apart, um, which is what he did with uh, with these guys. Like I said, he spread them out and then just kind of went to went to work on them a little bit. Um, and, and you know, you you, you have to give uh, Utah a little bit of credit. Like I said, they they haven't played with their quarterback all year long, um, um, so. That that really they've been unsettled there the whole the whole time, but um, really this is about jet fish and the Arizona offense and what they do as far as spreading people out and then just going to work on them and and, uh, and racking up points. So this is the best year they've had in about about twenty years, I guess. Okay, uh, princess.
2: Um, the most surprising thing is that Arizona had twenty eight points in the first half. And, and it was yep. the way you, Utah lost. But, um, you know, Rising, their quarterback, has been out all year. But most on here, you all have been believers. But it seems like Utah has really just kind of faded at the end. Um, most have said, though, this is a tough football team, even without Rising at quarterback. Um, and But I, I just think more injuries have piled up. Um, and, and like I said, maybe they're just interested in the 85 trucks. But, um, it's still a good season. Um, I, I wish Florida was was seven and four, but um, I, I think they faded fast. Just the way they lost, forty two to eighteen, I, that, that surprised mm-hmm. me for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay, I want to say with you, Princess Kansas, Kansas State.
2: Well, now people laughed at me. Although Jay Jay Hayes went with me, and I think um, so did Duck Riley I said I was picking Kansas State. Because they had pretty uniforms and Deuce Vaughn and Deuce Vaughn is with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, my my analysis worked and they won.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, I, can... I didn't see the game, Duck. I'm sorry. I'm just.
0: Kidding. Yeah, yeah. This is a pretty good uh, pretty good ball game. Kansas uh, jumped out to a big lead and looked like they were going to run away with it. That's more right. Kansas, Kansas State came back and uh, and made a ball game of it and actually overtaken them. Overtook them rather. Um, good ball game, uh, rivalry game. Um, fun to watch the parts that I did see. Hi, Jay Hayes.
4: Yeah, um, you know I'm I'm with Princess. Although I I didn't pick Kansas State because of their uniforms. I just you know Kansas State's one of those <laughs> tough, hard-nosed teams, and uh, even though they have lavender in their in their colors. Um, you know, I, I just felt like you know they they would win in the end, and they did. You know, Kansas is maybe a year away. Um, you know, Lance Leipold has done a great job. He he was a GA uh, at Wisconsin when I first went there, and uh, you know he knows how to put a program together. He's done a good job of doing it over the years at Buffalo and and. Uh, 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 Nebraska, Omaha, and, and stuff like that, and now at Kansas. Um, so, you know, I think uh, Kansas, if he stays there, uh, they still have uh, a lot ahead of them. Uh, you know, it would be hard to say at the end of the year, Uh, if Lance will still be the coach at Kansas because so many people will try to come after him and all that money at Texas A&M sitting there for somebody. I don't know who's going to get it, but somebody's going to get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Will, you just heard what what Jay said. Uh, Were you surprised because they were down two quarterbacks, and they ended up starting a freshman. I'm talking about Kansas. And they'll have all three guys coming back next year. They couldn't even redshirt the freshman. This freshman quarterback. Your thoughts of the game.
3: Uh, I mean, it's crazy to even be talking about Kansas um, in, in such an, an encouraging way, considering how long their program had been down, and uh, you know, I mean how how bad they've been have been getting beaten over the over the years. I say just really the past two years. Um, they've started to, to to build something there that's that's legitimate. I mean, I don't know when you could last say that Kansas. Um, you watch the game between Kansas and Kansas State, and and you started thinking how evenly matched they were. You know what I mean? Uh, and even if you look at this game and you review everything statistically, you'll look how how they were evenly matched, and it was going to be a matter of who uh, who made the plays at the end to to win the game. Um, so to me, that's that's a bonus for Kansas football in in, in general. Um, but um, I, I was kind of pulling for uh, K State. I mean, you've always kind of thought K State was a better program, and, and honestly, gave him the, the, the benefit of the doubt. Um, but what I will say about Deuce Vaughn is that was probably one of the greatest moments in draft history was when his dad selected him over there. So that's that's the only credit uh, Deuce Vaughn gets in the K State game.
0: I'll take it. All right, Indeed. Yeah, let's look at the, this week's games. Um got the big one going on in Ann Arbor this week. Um as I mentioned last night, I lived in Columbus for 10 years and uh, when I uh, first went there, I actually liked Ohio State football and uh, after being there, I just uh, sort of become the uh, the anti-Buckeye fan um, because uh, that fan base is just ridiculous. Um, but two of the biggest schools in the country in terms of uh, athletic departments and athletic budgets, two of the biggest fan bases in the country, play in, both play in stadiums of over 110,000 fans. They're going to be in the big house this week uh, vying for uh, playoff uh, contention. Uh, what do
4: you think, Coach Hayes? Uh, Ohio State Michigan? Wow. Uh, this, this is so hard to pick just – you know, the coaches are going to be on the field for Michigan. Um, Ohio State, I'm, I just have not been excited about them all year. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick Michigan just because I, I like Sharon Moore. And I, I know this, if he gets a lead, he's going to run the ball down Ohio State's throat. And they better be ready, you know. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I can base it on is is that, you know. Okay. Well, Lewis, two pretty evenly matched teams
0: on paper uh, in terms of talent. Now, I think Jay's mm-hmm. got a good point. Ohio State hasn't hasn't been all that impressive most of the year. Mm-hmm. Michigan has been, um, but talent-wise, they match up pretty well. What do you think uh, is going to happen in Ann Arbor? <laughs> Yeah,
3: I think that's true, and, and actually really looking forward to grabbing a good seat and, and watching this one play out. Um, I think uh, people have an impression of uh, Ohio State because they were off to such a slow start uh, in the beginning of the season when they were trying to figure out uh, their quarterback situation. Uh, I think as it they, they moved along, they got into week four or five, it stabilized, and, and I think the young quarterback uh, has uh, played a lot better each and every week. Um, you know, and he and he has some talented receivers to to throw to, and they've got some guys to to run the ball, and and they can um, certainly block up front and play good defense. Michigan may be the most fundamentally sound team, uh, you know, in the in college football. Uh yeah. you know, I mean things that they do, and they're not overly risky or anything like that. I mean, even their past couple games, and I don't think they win the game the same way they've won their past couple games, where they, uh, you know had minimal uh, passing attempts and decided they were going to just pound everybody and, um, and, and go, I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen against a team that's um, as evenly matched as uh, Ohio state will be against them. Um, But that being said, Michigan is a sound team. They do some really good things. The quarterback is, is talented, uh, both running and passing. Um, They too play good, uh, good defense. So yeah, I think very much an evenly matched game. Um, I just don't – I think uh, Michigan has been a little too conservative the past couple weeks, um, so I'm going to go with Ohio State to win this one.
0: Okay, Duck. is uh, is there any truth to the rumor that Coach Moore will have a, a, a hidden um, camera inside that <laughs> M on his baseball cap and, and that Harbaugh will be sitting in his office uh, with a transmitter <laughs> watching on the big screen? Uh, anyway, uh, that, what do you that, think? That's,
1: <laughs> probably, that, that, that's, that's probably true, but uh, – I think Ohio State going to give him something to cry about this
0: week.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Princess, what are you thinking, Ohio State and Michigan?
2: I don't know. I, I, I too, want to just sit and watch this game. Um, but if I have to pick, I'm going to go with Ohio State in um, this one. I, I heard what Will said is that Michigan is probably the most fundamentally found team he's seen in college football this year, but I think them not having Harburg on the sidelines is going to make a difference. I'm going with Ryan Day in, okay. in Ohio State, O.H. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> let me stay with you for a second. Uh, the Apple Cup, uh, Washington and Washington State, uh, they're playing in Seattle. What are you thinking?
2: <sighs> wow. I think if Washington and the Huskies and Pennants can get through this one, um, they're for real. They still, of course, will have the conference championship game. But I'm going to pick them. But this is going um, to be a good game, an evenly matched. And these players all played together before, and they're in the same state, and this is the rivalry. You never know what's going to happen. But I'm going to go – I'm going to ride with Pennix. But this is going to be a good one.
0: Well, Lewis, you uh, you spent some time in Seattle, so you know what that rivalry is like from a from a fan perspective. Uh, what, what what do you think might happen in Seattle this week?
3: Yeah, no, true. Um, yeah, we were out there for about 15 years and went to a, a number of uh, Apple Cups as, as well. Um, so, and, and you're right, you can pretty much throw out the records. It's, it's one of those type of rivalries where you can yeah. throw out the the records, and uh, these guys played against each other in, in high school and. They don't have – they're not intimidated like other teams might be intimidated by certain players. Um, They just kind of go at it. Um, The only place worse than playing uh, uh, in Corvallis um, and playing Oregon State in Corvallis would have been playing Washington State over in the Palouse, over in Spokane. So, fortunately, this game is going to be over in Seattle where it's going to be – you know it, it'll probably rain anyway, but it'll be the elements will be a little bit a little bit better than playing over there in the cold and the snow and the torrential downpour. So uh, I think Washington is a is a far more talented team, um, and I think uh, the guy they have leading them, I think he's gonna let a, a letdown happen. So I'm gonna go with Washington to to beat these guys by 14 points.
0: Okay, duck, the apple cup, Washington, Washington State. Hi. Right.
1: I'm going all upsets this weekend, so I'm
0: going with Washington State.
1: I like tennis,
0: but I think Washington State might pull it up. Okay. Uh, Jay Hayes, uh, you're familiar with Pac-10, Pac-12 football, or Pac-whatever they are now,
4: Pac-2, I guess it is, uh, after this year. Uh, (laughs) What are you thinking? And, and, And that's my only thing, you know, Oregon State last week and Washington State this week for Washington. The last two uh, members of the Pac-12, uh, really pack, the Pac-8, uh, you know, goes back when I was a, a young man. Um, you know, Pullman. If they were playing in Pullman, I would, I would definitely pick the Cougars. But in in Seattle, I, I'm going to go with the Huskies. Okay. Let me
0: stay with you, Coach uh, uh, the this, this rivalry has the best nickname of any rivalry, I think. Uh, the Civil War. Oregon, Oregon State. What are you thinking? Oregon all the way. Princess, what are you thinking? Oregon, Oregon State.
2: I agree. Oregon all the way. They look really good.
0: Okay, Doug. The Civil War. What are you thinking? I'm doing, going with the upset. I'm going Oregon State. Okay. Will Lewis, uh, what do you think? In Oregon, Oregon State. Can we get Coach Riley to put some money down, please?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we're going to need him to
3: bet. Spend some of that money he's been hoarding <laughs> over
1: these
2: years. <laughs> Write him a note. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, I definitely. Yeah, this this will be a one-sided civil
0: war. I'm going with Oregon um to beat Oregon state. Okay. Let me stay with you on this last one. Um uh, what what somebody said the name. Of, what's the name of the, the South Carolina Clemson uh, rivalry? The what was it?
1: Palmetto
0: Bowl? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Palmetto. Yeah.
0: what do you think? South Carolina and uh, Clemson. I think South Carolina got them last year at Clemson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They,
3: yeah, they did indeed. Yep. And I don't I don't see a repeat of that. So, um I think uh Clemson is Playing the way they should have been playing earlier, um, so he's got them playing well, and um, I don't, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a revenge game because they got them last year. So
0: definitely uh, Clemson to uh, to win this one. Okay, uh, Coach Hayes, uh,
4: what are you thinking? South Carolina, Clemson. I, I, I think Clemson. You know, they're on a roll. South Carolina has been struggling, you know, all year. I I, I like Clemson in this one.
0: Clemson, uh, Princess, you're in Columbia. What what do you think? What are you hearing?
2: <laughs> I'm hearing that no matter what the record is for South Carolina, that everybody should show up anyway. Um, but I, I think Clemson uh, gets this one. I think um, the Gamecocks got on a roll last year, and, and they beat Tennessee, and then, you know, oh, no, then they go to um, Death Valley and take care of Clemson. But it's a different South Carolina team, and they've had their their, their struggles, um, especially within the trenches on both lines, defensive and offensively. I think Clemson is on a roll now. And they're ready for this one, I think they take it.
0: Okay, duck uh South Carolina Clemson. Young Beamer I I'm, I'm going I'm going upset. <laughs> I'm going with
1: South I'm going with South Carolina because they got something to to win, uh fight for and they they need this victory to be bowl eligible. So I'm going South Carolina.
2: Okay. Yeah, I want some All money right. too, like Will. Put some money down. <laughs> put some money where you mount it. i got
3: Philadelphia Star's money on the table.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Doug.
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, let's stay let's stay right with you, Tim, because we wanna know who you're picking. Ohio State, Michigan.
0: Uh I actually like Michigan. Um, I think for the first time since Harbaugh's been there, Michigan has as much talent as Ohio State does. And I think they played better this year than Ohio State has. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going with Michigan. Washington, Washington State. Uh, Washington. I,
1: I like the way they play. They, they, they look good. Okay, see I, see, I see you joining Jay Hayes and Will. Right? I'm i glad you're not <laughs> betting money. All right, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon State.
0: Oregon's playing as well as anybody in the country. I'm going with Oregon. Okay, I, I see.
1: I'm, the, I'm left out here. All right, South Carolina, Clemson.
0: Clemson
1: okay (laughs) all right Jim what pro games did you watch this week besides the Jets
0: besides the Jets that game last night uh I thought was a fairly well-played played football game between probably the two two of the three best uh football teams in the NFL um if Kansas City receivers could catch the ball um they would have won the game but um that was the one that i that that really stood out uh Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers um was a good ball game too uh, although Pittsburgh is really an enigma um that is such a rivalry and i think will's familiar with that that they, those two sco- cities are 2 hours away from one another And that is a heated, heated rivalry, uh, not just with the players, but with the people that live in those cities. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. It always is. Okay. Uh, Jay Hayes, what pro game did
1: you watch this week? Uh, games.
4: For sure. You know, I, I watched the chiefs Eagles last night and, uh, the chiefs, you know, just let that one slip through their hands literally. And, um, You know, I I thought I was going to be able to to talk a little smack about uh, the Watson kid uh, for the Chiefs because he went to my high school and, uh, you know, caught the touchdown early, but then he had some big drops at the end and, uh, you know, just disappointed me. And, you know, Kelsey was thinking about Taylor Swift, I guess, and got the ball knocked out (laughs) out of his head. (laughs) I I was – like how the Eagles played and just fought all the way through that game, you know, uh, to, to win in Arrowhead, that was tough. That was tough. Um, and another game that I watched was the Vikings-Broncos game. Uh, both those teams have gotten back um, in winning ways, you know, started the year off really rough, both of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was a Donnybrook Brook. And um, you know I was I was surprised that uh, the Broncos were able to uh, just right the ship and, and, and even the record at five and five. Josh Dobbs continues to impress. Uh, you know you always cool for that guy just because of all the things he's gone through the last yeah year and a half, been being on four teams, all that. But uh, that was a heck of a game. And again, you know the Pittsburgh. Uh Cleveland game was a hell of a game,
3: too. Okay. Uh, Will? Yeah, pretty similar in, in those games as well. Um, enjoyed the, uh, uh, the Minnesota-Denver game. Um, you know, just kind of a – you know, sometimes I pick against uh, Minnesota, but I always pick for Josh Dobbs. You know, you like pulling for that guy just because of, uh, you know, what he's been through and what he represents, really. Um, and his, his whole approach to, to all these games and, and his attitudes. And he makes things happen, whether he's throwing the ball, whether he's running the ball. Uh, he just makes a lot of good things happen. Uh, and then for Denver, um, you know, Sean Payton is starting to uh, you know, earn his uh, his reputation. You know what I mean? I, I think he's got Denver playing uh, at a higher level. They've won three or four in a row, and they keep going. Um, I don't think you need to let Russell Cook but I think uh, Sean Payton got Russell thrown to the right people at the right time. Uh, you know, on the other side of the ball, though, uh, Kareem Jackson, the safety, uh, got suspended again for another uh, another uh, vicious shot, unnecessary roughness. Uh, so he he had been suspended previous without pay, and now he's being suspended again a second time uh, without pay. So he's basically going to play, play half this year uh, for free if he doesn't watch out. So uh, and then the uh, the other game, I mean, watch the the Jets and Bills game. Um, I mean, and really that was a a 32 to 6 route, um, and, and people were talking about the Bills are finally got it together. I, I don't think the Bills got it together. I just think the Jets don't have it. So the Bills actually looked a little bit a little bit better there because the Bills have been underachieving uh, most of this year. Um, and then you know they kind of had the little fight at the end of the game in the tunnel, and that might have been a little bit more exciting. I'm not sure. And then lastly, the uh, Kansas City-Philly game. Uh, you know, watched that one last night. And, and I asked somebody earlier if they thought that Philly won this game or did Kansas City lose this game. You know what I mean? And I guess you could say, you know, you could say both. Um, Philly did what they had to do and and, and, and played at the end uh, and made plays at the end to, to, to score, to, to be back in the mix. And Kansas City did everything you could do to, to lose the game. You know, I mean, with the drops and the red zone turnovers, um, you know, it wasn't just one person. That's that's the thing about it, right? You know, Kelsey had the turnover in the red zone. He had the drops. Uh, Watson had the the obvious drops, and then Scanlon had the big drop at the end. But they still could have won despite their bad play. So, Kansas City's got some real uh, uh real issues uh, as well, man. So, but you know, give the flowers to Philly because Philly kept battling. Okay,
2: princess. Uh, that I, I didn't see any NFL games, um, so I'm going to have to skip on that one. I, I wish I could have seen the Jets lose, but I didn't.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't have to see the Jets lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, take us out. I know you got an 8 o'clock one, so take us out of here.
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, Jay Hayes. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving, Will Lewis. Thank you so much. Thank Happy you. Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, yeah. You guys enjoy the holidays, Tim Moore. I appreciate you, even though you drag my gators. But um, and and Duck <laughs> Riley, <laughs> I appreciate you for sure. Um, you all have a great weekend um, and, and enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'm I'm starting cooking tonight, so. Um, but you uh, all have, it, have a good night. Giving,
1: <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
2: Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Never had it so good.